0: on how you buy. Hello to everybody who's reconsidered Tootsie. It's beautiful and honest. One hour. One phone call. No names. No holds barred.
1: I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun.
0: Hi, everybody. It's Chris Gathered. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. Very happy to be here. Very happy to have you with me along for the ride. And I was so happy to see the feedback. Uh, last week, we put out two episodes. Tuesday, we put out an episode. Friday, we put out an immediate follow-up. First, we talked about being a surrogate, carrying a child for someone else. Then Friday, we talked about what it is like, sadly, to... Uh, to miscarry the pregnancy, it was it was really uh, open and, and honest and intense and sad. I applaud the caller for going there and the outpouring of love when we put the episode out. It was it was really cool to see. I want to read you something from the Facebook group from Camille. This one this one touched my heart. You know what's your fault, caller? Being a wonderful human that is willing to do a huge self sacrifice to bring happiness to a family. If I had been the family involved in this, I would be so appreciative of you because of how much you care, no matter the outcome. You say that there is hope now that you'll be trying again, but I want you to know that just the fact that there are people like you in this world is hope in itself. That one hits you in the gut, right? And uh, Camille, thanks for being in the Facebook group. You give me hope. So thanks for that. It's cool. Everybody's giving each other hope around here these days. Now, this week's call I uh, I remember this one fondly. I remember exactly when we, we taped it because I found it very cool. It's about taking a big swing in life. It's about leaving everything behind. Our caller is just uh, dropping everything to move overseas to a country that's far away, quite different for a job. Simple as that. Types of situations that some of us face in life. We all have our version of this of, hey, should I just radically change everything right now? It's pretty cool to take a swing and say yes. Enjoy the call. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hi.
1: Hey, how are you?
0: I'm pretty good. I just ate a um, protein bar in between our two calls today. So I I feel like now, though, that was a bad move because it's... I can feel that it's going to make my voice sound a little weird, so... Apologies okay. for that. That's how I am. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm a little overwhelmed. I, I just ate as well. I had some wheat fins, um, mm. which is pretty sweet. Um, yeah. We are getting rid of most of the food, so I had to, like, scrounge around for things I don't need to cook. Um, so wheat fins it is. So that, that probably makes my voice sound bad, too, but that's okay.
0: Why are you getting rid of all your food?
1: So we're moving. Um, so I, I had time to call the, the movers actually canceled today. So they're coming tomorrow. Um, but all our pots and pans and crap, like mm-hmm. we don't have any of it anymore. So, yeah, <laughs> we're getting rid of literally everything and trying to find places to donate the rest. Um it's hard um, when you have it all like right in front of you and you can't touch any of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear that. But, I hear that. But congrats yeah. on the move. You happy about the move?
1: Thanks. I'm I'm anxious. I'm I'm excited and I'm I'm terrified. So um, I took a job. I I'm a teacher and I'm leaving my current school district um, to work as a <laughs> and teaching on base in Germany. Um, so Whoa. my husband and I, yeah, we got the, uh, the, it was all like tied up with government funding. So we got the official like orders and everything, January 5th and wow. we're flying out January 29th and I start February 1st. <laughs> so it's have
0: been you spent scrambling. time in Germany before?
1: I don't know any German. I like I did the Duolingo thing when I like found out it was a possibility and I can say like hi, I would like some coffee and I'm sorry I'm an American and that's about all I know.
0: <laughs> one of the more, one of the more necessary sentences when you travel internationally. <laughs> oh my god. Sadly enough.
1: And it, it it's I think it's like entschuldigung like all of it has a lot of phlegm because I'm really bad at languages. So I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping that Google Translate will be my friend. Um, but and like on base, I'm assuming most people in town will be speaking English because know your audience, I guess. But and I, I yeah, feel we're like, out the 29th.
0: I feel like Germany is one of those countries where a fair number of people probably speak English because. They prioritize uh, multilingualism and and uh, and whatnot. So I, I feel like you'd be in decent shape, right? We'll see.
1: I hope so. I mean, I'm I'm trying to not be like that ugly American because also this is a two year contract with an opportunity to extend. So if I like it, I could be there for ever, which is it's one of those sentences where like, I'm saying it and I, I understand what all those words mean independently, <laughs> but I don't understand that full impact of like, if I like this and I want to renew my contract, we could just live in Germany forever. And that's it's, exciting, you, but also like so much pressure right now. <laughs>
0: you leave in a week, you have about two, you have about 48 hours to get acclimated and then you might be in Germany forever.
1: Yeah. Like we are, I, we got the plane tickets in my email yesterday. We need to like do all the COVID testing and quarantining, but they're teaching online. So they're like, just go, just do it. And then we're staying in temporary housing. And then that's it. Like we're there.
0: And now, well, I got to (laughs) know, first of all, when you say we, who's coming with?
1: Oh, my husband's coming with me, um, and like, so he—he he is the real champ of this situation because I—I I applied for this way back in the spring. Um, we were engaged. COVID happened. My school was like, we don't have funding for all these laptops. We may need to lay off teachers. I'm like, this really blows. Um, so I—I I applied to other districts, and he. Was like, yeah, do whatever. We got married in our backyard over the summer because if I lost Can't my job hats. or if he lost his job, we would have sweet, sweet insurance. Thank you. Um, and I took this interview on our honeymoon um, to rural Virginia, where we stayed in a converted grain shed away from everyone. And
0: the honeymoon, a the honeymoon total- everyone dreams of.
1: It's true. I mean, like we we went to a winery. We got a bottle of wine and stayed in a grain shed. It was it was pretty sweet.
0: <laughs> Listen, some people want and, the Eiffel Tower. Some people mm-hmm. want a, a faraway, remote island. Some of us say no. Where they where they store in the grain? Store me there too.
1: There it was. It was on like a cattle farm, and like there were there were dogs running around mm-hmm. and just grain mm-hmm. and like. It's Again, it's the real way to start any any marriage.
0: Listen, the Eiffel Tower people want the the warm scent of fresh baked baguettes. The tropical island people want that the salt coming off the ocean breeze. Some of us go. I want to smell a cattle field <laughs> on my honeymoon. That's the scent I'm looking for. Oh my god! Was it, it still it, beautiful? Because it's it, it, sa- was- it sounds you know to hear that this is one of the things that kills me, right? Is like, I'm tired of people yelling about insurance. Certainly. Mm -hmm. I will say you hear about people who go, hey, we're going to get married. We love each other, but we had to bump it up because of insurance. And I don't know, maybe it was ideal. Maybe it wasn't. I'm not trying to put those words in your mouth, but you go, what a bad reason. What a bad reason to have to decide when your wedding is or under what circumstances Uh, your wedding is, you know?
1: The whole thing. we were supposed to get married like earlier in the summer and then we had to postpone um because of the obvious so like my dress is like still trapped at the salon and like every I like haven't seen it since like 2018 now um and we're supposed to we postponed it before I took this job so two weeks to the day after the school year ends in Germany is when our wedding is like Supposed to be happening the party bit because we already paid for it. Um, so hopefully we're gonna fly back from Germany to the US for this this <laughs> wedding that maybe <laughs> the wedding that maybe. <laughs> and what does your husband do? So my husband, he works from home. He's worked from home for years, so this is awesome. He's like. Fine, I'll get my home office going in Germany. He's in cybersecurity. He works for a startup, um, and they're in our investors in Stuttgart, Germany. So he was like, "My boss actually loves this plan." So he's wow. he's the real. <laughs> I'm I'm very panicked about the whole thing, and he's like, "Nah, it'll be fine. We'll learn German. We'll get dogs. We'll name them strudel and schnitzel, and it'll be a whole thing." And he's, he's very calm about the whole thing.
0: Listen, I think a lot of our listeners just heard about the dog names and your husband rolling with this and, and just kind of raised a fist in the air with a smile on their face and said, good job, husband. Good job, husband.
1: Oh, he's the best. If we get a larger dog though, he demands it be named Gunther. So mm-hmm. we'll just, that's, that's the goal. Love, lots of dogs.
0: <laughs> I'm loving your husband. I see why you love this man. Now, when so your district is already underfunded, you hear there might be teacher layoffs. Um, you're applying to other districts. Is this job because I, I? It sounds like you you mentioned. It sounds like you're probably you're on base, so you're teaching. I imagine the children of active service members. Mm-hmm. And is this something yeah. where you go? I'm applying to different districts, and this is just another application because it's out there, or is it a particular? did you want to travel or are there particular aspects of this job where you go, actually, that's pretty cool. Cause I I would imagine most people, if you get laid off in a district, my understanding, tell me if I'm right or wrong, is that with a lot of the teachers unions, it actually behooves you to stay in the same state you're in. Am I right about this? Because your pension and your health get tied up in that?
1: yeah so technically i am on I'm taking this job and taking like a leap of absence from my current district. um so if I absolutely hate it, I don't lose my whole pension. Um, so my state is really strict on that we we have good unions, um but i I was like in the worst case scenario because I I got tenure in my first district. I transferred to this district and they put it on hold for a year. And that was the year that they were like, Oh, we're going to need to lay people off. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't protected. But if you switch districts like mid year or something like that, um, I, I didn't want to risk it. And if you apply, to another public school district and leave for that mid year or something comes up, you can lose your license to teach. So I was looking at public school uh, private school options and they they don't pay a lot and I also didn't have the qualifications to they only have like openings for Latin teachers, like very random stuff. But I've always like the subject I've of, always wanted like to the travel. subject
0: of like the language. Yeah.
1: Like they were like, oh, we have this position. And I was like, sweet. And I clicked it. And then it was like, you need to teach Latin and Greek and have a master's degree in the classics. And I was like, oh, I've never felt dumber in my life. Okay. Um, I, I teach English. That's cool. I teach theater. That's cool. Uh, super not qualified for that. Um, but for these like... DOD schools I always kind of view them as like the rock star schools, like you know because you're at the, like the federal level with that like you're you, you get a passport that says the U.S. government says you're important and like mission essential and all that stuff and it's like oh I feel important and you can you can travel like instead of switching districts you can just like after Germany, I could be like, I want to transfer to Okinawa and then do that.
0: Ooh. Which, so, so you guys just kind of said, screw it, let's let's just check a lot of boxes and see see if I get the gig where they'll put us. Were you happy about Germany? Where there, what were like the top five places you were like that would be cool?
1: Um, to be honest, I was like so freaked out about potentially not being employed. That I was, I, it was more of a like, screw it, let's throw it against the wall and see what sticks. So Okinawa was the first one to express an interest in me. And I was like, that would be super awesome. I I like Japanese food. Uh, my husband likes, Um, he, we, our first house where we lived together was on this row of antique shops in Baltimore. And we got all this like really old Japanese art from the eighteenth 18- so we have all that. We love the art. We love the history. We were like, "Yeah, that's cool." Germany was somewhere I had never considered before in my life. Um, I think I I love uh, Scotland. I love Italy. I I think all those places are like super beautiful and romantic. Germany, I have like a weird family history with because like my mom's family is Jewish and they, they had to leave. And my dad's family is Ukrainian and and they had to leave. Um, and Germany wasn't a really good place for either one of those groups. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's weird heading back that way. Um, like we, we had that awkward conversation, uh, yesterday when my mom was packing, like, should you bring your menorahs? And I'm like, I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be okay. I think they're better about it now. Um, They've done a really great job of educating their population, but politics and belief systems are crazy everywhere right now.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of right-wing stuff. Um, You read about it there. I just read yesterday that QAnon has kind of unexpectedly caught on in Germany in particular, so things to watch I saw
1: that. I was like, I was so mad. I was like, I literally was just about to escape these people. And now they're saving
0: me. Yeah. Like,
1: I was so close to being out.
0: Although it has to be said, Uh, too, it has to be said that... you know, obviously your family personally affected and nothing takes that away. And I think anybody anywhere in the world would go, yeah, you have a right to really think about that. Also needs to be said that I think Germany in many ways has become kind of the worldwide leader of democracy. And a lot of people point to Angela Merkel as someone who has kind of held things together as uh, as American democracy went through some tenuous times. So that's also, I think, a fair and well-rounded thing to say too.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's, I'm actually kind of excited about moving away from here. I'm I'm kind of bummed because I I was excited to see what things would look like now that we have a new president. And I'm also excited as well to see kind of this outside view. I've, I mean, I've lived in the same state. I've lived within like two hours of the same place for my entire life. And You know, you you kinda have this bubble of what everyone around you believes. And really going out there and not being as in it, I think, might give me some clarity to kind of zoom out on it. See what other people think, how how they really live over there. And just I don't have a real basis for comparison.
0: Absolutely. I, I have to I have to imagine that'll be Eye-opening in so many ways, and also I, I would imagine being on a military base when a new commander-in-chief is setting, you know, different, you know, just different policies and standards. That's going to be pretty interesting, and
1: and I'm also really excited and a little nervous though, because like I've taught in two districts that are are super different. Um, my my first school district um, or my first school, I was there for five years, it was super not diverse. It was 96% uh, African-American, all like moderate to low income, just terms of demographics. And now I work at a school that's much more diverse, but I'm seeing a lot of inequity issues now, um, like Mm -hmm. racially and things like that. But my, my bread and butter in terms of my job is I love the kids that are like super difficult for a lot of people to love. So like <laughs> the kids that constantly get suspended because they're like, you know, setting fires in the in the bathroom or something. Those are my babies. I love them. Why? And I, 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 think, I don't
0: mean why. First of all, I mean, God bless you for like getting the backs <laughs> of the kids who need it. But I can hear such excitement and joy in your voice. And then I'm sitting here thinking you're about to say, Oh, the kids who are kind of wise asses and get the in school suspension. And then you go, no, the kids who set fires are the ones who kind of tickle me. Talk to me about this.
1: Oh yeah. Okay, so I uh, I don't I don't want to like portray it like it was a rough school because we didn't have like, you know, there weren't like metal detectors or things like that, but we we did have we did have some kids that were just like really troubled and had yeah. really crappy crappy home lives and so they would act out. So we had several months where the boys' bathroom didn't have any paper towels because they kept setting fires to it. But all the teachers are like, you can set fire to toilet paper too. So maybe just we just take away this battle and because they're going to, if you want to set a fire, you will. But I, I like leveling with the kids and saying like, okay, so you're doing this, but why? Like, what did I do to you for you to come in here, like screaming at me like this today? Like, let's talk about it and I'll, I'll pull them out of the classroom. And I think like Mm -hmm. what frustrates me a lot is there's like all these new initiatives and teaching and things like that, about like trauma informed teaching and things like that. And all of it boils down to not forgetting that kids are people. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's really it. Like kids are people with emotions and thoughts and even if you don't get why they're feeling that way or you're like, it's not rational, no emotions are rational. So you just kind of got to meet them there.
0: That no emotions are rational. That sounds like the name of a really incredible emo album. We'll be back after the ads. on how you buy. Thanks so much to all of our advertisers. Now let's get back to the phone call.
1: Like, that's really it. Like, kids are people with emotions and thoughts. And even if you don't get why they're feeling that way, or you're like, it's not rational, no emotions are rational. So you just kind of got to meet them there. That's, so, beautiful that's what why you I love said. my trouble. <laughs>
0: You know, that, that school you're describing, I have to say, it sounds in many ways like my high school experience. Um, which you know, now that I have a son, I've been thinking more and more, you know, you do a lot of reflecting on your on your past. And I've always been someone who does that. And and it's even more extreme. And I've been talking with some of my other friends I grew up with who were who are parents now and our high school is very similar in that it was a beautifully diverse town. And I think all of us who grew up there will say, man, we know how to talk to people. I think it's part of why I'm decent at hosting this show is because I just grew up in an environment where you talk to all kinds of people. Like it, in the nineties, they used to say it was one of the most diverse schools in the country. and But it was also a lot of inequity and the diversity didn't, oh, it, it didn't mean that, you wouldn't walk down a block and have different people in every type of house. It would be, this is the section with these people. This is the section with these people. And you'd have some kids show up to school on their 17th birthday, which is in Jersey, that's how old you get your license. And on, on their birthday, they'd have a new BMW, their parents bought them. And then you'd have other kids who were, you know, you know, literally moved from Haiti halfway through the school year and were on food stamps. And and I'm not generalizing here. These were actual people I knew. Yeah, And... I always look back and and think, and I understand that my my hometown has actually improved this a lot. Which is, it it used to be just let's ignore all of that instead of talking about that. I mean, if you look at my town, Western New Jersey, there's a section called Llewellyn Park where Thomas Edison used to live. Whoopi Goldberg lives there now, is my understanding, and you're not allowed to drive through it. It's in the center of town. The town's like a donut, and you can't even step foot on this thing. And nobody talks about that. Nobody talking about, it. and like you said, inequity. To a teenager, um, it can bring up a lot of anger when you realize you're outside of the bubble of your own family. You realize, oh, I have it worse than other people, and it's not fair. So God bless you for being one of the teachers. High school. Oh yeah,
1: I I teach ninth grade. I'll I'll be teaching tenth grade there um, when I start in like two weeks. Holy fuck. I I love the ninth graders. Sorry. Um, I love the ninth graders because that's when I kind of joke that the first half of the year is like them learning how to be people because it's the first time in their lives where there are certain expectations of them and no one's going to force them to do things. But it's also kind of the first time where their opinion starts to matter and they kind of... I have this theory that like, whoever you are at 15 is to some extent who you are forever. We just get better at like professionalizing, but like all the, all the jokes are still funny about like farts or whatever. We just like can't do that at work. Um, But they, they kind of like learn how to be people and learn how to find themselves. And it sucks for these kids that are like, Oh, I'm just now realizing that the rest of the world isn't like this. Um, and you know i i try and tell them you know you're allowed to feel however you want to feel about it but i want you to be able to communicate it like i don't care what you do i just want if someone asks you why are you doing this for you to have a reason instead of just like i don't know like have a reason for it
0: well that i would have to imagine this is making me really really love you as a teacher cuz what you're effectively saying is with the ki- with the worst kids who probably get written off and we all everybody who went to high school has seen kids get written off by the you know the teachers the administration you see it what you're saying is that you are demonstrating them respect that you're willing to have a conversation with them and not just put your guard up and cast them aside and respect gives people dignity and I bet that that has gone a long way with some of these kids. I hope
1: so, and thank you. I'm, I'm, I had a really crappy high school experience, so that's like part of why I became a teacher, and and my crappy college experience to some extent too, and that kind of like. I kind of spited my way through high school and college. Like, uh, I'm going to do this and do it better than you guys.
0: See, <laughs> spite I would, is an
1: underrated motivator. It really is.
0: Oh, spite. Yeah, spite, spite can really get you hustling hard. I'm going to prove Having you all stopped, wrong. Like, I spent my whole life thinking I had to prove everybody got. wrong. And then I became an adult and I was like, oh, wait, nobody was particularly who were these people I was proving wrong because I don't think anybody was particularly against me, but it is what it is.
1: Yeah. But I, I kind of like use all that, like all the people that screwed me over to a certain extent in high school and college and just kind of, I, I use them and I, I actually tell some of the kids, like, I'm here because I had a bad experience and I don't want it, you to have a bad experience. And so I think that also yeah, kind of humanizes it for them.
0: Yeah, it does. It really <clears throat> does. I, I, I've said it on the show before, but I had my guard up. I went to a school that was, it's funny, people in New Jersey now might go, wait, that's a good town. My buddy just sent me a link. If people want their minds blown about me, Google West Orange, New Jersey, back from the abyss, and a New York Times article will come up about my town and how it was kind of descending into some madness throughout the 90s. And the article is about how the town did this great job the whole thing over the past three years, the town's really wrangled a lot of stuff that was getting out of control. It was written in 2001, which means 1998 was when I graduated high school. And that's when they said, we got to put the brakes on how crazy things are getting. But I know what you're saying of like, when you can show empathy and you can say, I had a bad time and you're having a bad time. And I get that. There's not a lot of teachers that tell kids that a lot of teachers are sitting there going, can we just get to the weekend so i can go can so i can go down to my shore house and and go out on my boat i just want to get to the goddamn weekend can you just stop making my life difficult and i experienced that big time and i had one teacher i've mentioned her on the show before melissa blevins she's still a teacher in a different district and she told me you seem kind of like a sarcastic wise ass. And I think that means you're funny. Take my drama class. And that's a big part of why my life is right now because of a teacher like you.
1: Thanks. And yeah, all anyone that's a sarcastic wise ass, we need you in drama class because like all that, that's why I love those kids the most because it's the only class where I can be like, yell at me more. And like, it's I can be like, they're doing a great job, principal. They walk in, they're they're participating, they're yelling, they're emoting.
0: <laughs> Perfect. I love that you sound like one of the good yeah. ones. And we don't make it easy. Like you said, underpaid, you wind up in districts where they can't give you the infrastructure you need. And you mentioned laptops, but you see, there's um what is it, donors choose, which is a whole site where you can go buy teachers' markers. You can go buy art teachers uh, crayons like this is so they don't have to buy them out of their pocket. And then they and then halfway through the year, they can organize it where you lose your tenure and then they fire you in that window. That's they're not making it. Well, the
1: other thing about donors, too, it's nothing with the site, but a lot of districts like will like. Not retaliate, that their actions if you put that you're a teacher at a specific school or a specific district on donors too, because they don't they want, don't the want people press. to know that. Yeah, they, they don't want it out that like, oh, we're not buying these teachers pens or pencils or markers. Right,
0: because right, they want you to think it's a good school so the property values in town don't go down. It's all money. It's all exactly. money. It's all money.
1: It, it really is. And so I was my coworkers came by this week and they took all the office supplies I had at my house because I had to clear out my classroom but I didn't know where I was teaching at the end of the year so they gave me like two hour block to clear out my classroom in the summer so I had all of the crap from my classroom just chilling in my living room and they they managed to take all of the markers and stuff that I'm not taking with me and bring it back to the school so hopefully they'll get to use that and it just won't go to waste but it's it's hard, <laughs> and i I don't know the situation over there right now but i'm I'm hoping I can get all my fancy pens and markers and stuff
0: <laughs> and by fancy, you mean like functioning <laughs> functioning oh, markers. Yeah. markers that aren't dried out
1: like no i'm I'm just excited about it i'm I'm still real anxious, and like last night it's like we're getting all of moving stressful to begin with, and then like going through literally everything you own and asking yourself like, do I want to take this across an ocean is we, we just had our moments this week. So I'm like still coming down from the like 2am sob sessions and all. Yeah. yeah.
0: I was going to ask, cause you just said you're excited, which ties into the question I was going to ask, which is, do you know how much, um, leeway you're going to have to explore germany and if so are there things you've been looking up where you're like i gotta see that
1: oh yeah um so i'll be living in wherever i want really um and i can explore germany and i can take my tourist passport and go places on the weekend so my my little theater nerd self um I'll be only a few hours north of the castle from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, so I really want to go there. Um, <laughs> uh, that, that's like on my list of places to go. Wild
0: Catcher. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Because I'm sitting here thinking, you're going, as a theater, and I'm, I'm thinking you're about to say, I can't wait to go to Berlin because yeah. there's a company that puts on Brecht plays in uh, very close to how they were intended, or, or like modern takes on so that. You're going, no, I want to see the castle from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Can't wait.
1: <laughs> it's it's going to be awesome. Dick Van Dyke was there, and and they wouldn't let him do the British accent for that one. It's perfect.
0: Oh, my goodness. I'm sitting here thinking, you know, cause I've always heard like, oh, Germany has one of the most cutting edge art scenes in the world. Uh, I was thinking I was going to go explore this sort of like, um, you know, they're doing sort of like interactive experiential theater and abandoned warehouse spaces and nope. Ch- give me that chitty. Give me that chitty. <laughs> that I mean, that, that
1: too, but like,
0: yeah, that but too.
1: if you can, <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course, if I can. You
1: can. It'll be awesome. It'll and plus, like, I'm also like a history nerd. So there's being in Europe when you're a history nerd. Oh yeah. Not that like, not that here doesn't have history, but like growing up on the East Coast, I, the novelty of like George Washington slept here. He slept a lot of places. It's not special. He went a lot of places. It's <laughs> I, I kind of like. <laughs> I mean, he, they all went a lot of places in the same three cities, and they slept a bunch of places, and it, it's whatever. But you know, I'm I'm curious about like they just have castles there. That's so stinking cool.
0: Yeah, and it's, they
1: it's, just it's, have like ruins of castles.
0: I, and listen, I love the states. I love. I think also, I've said it a million times. Drive cross country, drive all over this country, and actually, a lot of German tourists are known for coming and renting RVs and driving around because it, it can be beautiful. But when I stayed in Edinburgh for a month, 2016, I lived in Edinburgh for a month um, doing the Fringe, the Fringe Festival, and you realize then you're like, oh, by world standards, America fell out of the sky yesterday. <laughs> by world standards, oh yeah, because I'm in Scotland in Edinburgh. And I join a gym and then you realize, oh, this gym is in the basement of a building and this basement is over a thousand years old (laughs) and it's just a gym. It's just a gym. It's it's a thousand year old building. This is nuts.
1: And like, it's funny that you mentioned driving cross country because I've lived in the U.S. my entire life. I've never been west of Pittsburgh
0: Oh, you're missing out and nothing wrong with Pittsburgh. Well, I'm
1: supposed to go on a a road trip next summer. Like if I do get to come back for maybe wedding, I'm supposed to go on a road trip to (laughs) Texas next summer. And like my brother and sister-in-law moved to California. So I get to visit them and my perfect nephew and all that. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping I can do that.
0: um, i'm a northeastern liberal artist we're not supposed to like texas i love texas and not just austin not just denton like that middle of texas when you're just driving through small towns and you get out for a gas station and there's still like old school coca-cola signs hanging above the gas station above the cooler the vending machine it's texas cool texas is cool And when you drive, when you drive across country, I've heard good things. Yeah. And, and here's the thing that we got to get back to, if I may get on a soapbox, here's what we got to get back to in this country is face to face meetings with real people. No more, no more. I know you through Reddit. I know you through Twitter. I know you through Instagram. No more of that. Those aren't real people. That's not the real you. The you on Twitter is not the real you. The you who has to stop to use a bathroom in Kansas halfway through a journey. So you go into a restaurant and it's a little diner and you buy a cup of coffee so you can use the bathroom and then you wind up talking for five minutes with with the waitress. That's the real you. We got to get back to that.
1: Absolutely. And that's, I'm hoping that we can go back over the summer and, and have the whole wedding and that I can do the road trip and every, because I I miss just like incidentally meeting people because right now everything has been so planned and like, you don't just run in everything. It has to be so intentional now. Mm -hmm. Like you need to plan a zoom call. You need to plan a FaceTime and you don't run Mm
0: -hmm. into people anymore. Mm -hmm. I miss strangers. Thank, thank God for this gig. Thank (gasps) God I have this gig. (laughs) No, I, God,
1: I miss strangers. I miss just running into people in the neighborhood. (laughs) Uh,
0: I miss a hilarious, especially I moved back to Jersey and all I want to do is be in some diner and hear some dude with an accent uh, cracking jokes. Uh, It's all I want to hear. It's some brassy waitress telling somebody to pipe down. It's all I want. Now, I got to ask, because you and I, I think, are clicking hard and I appreciate it. And also, the idea that we're bitter teenagers who then grew up and wanted to create jobs (laughs) and try to help other people... Clearly, we would have been friends in high school too. I have to ask a tough oh, question. Absolutely, I got to ask a tough question.
1: Okay,
0: you and your husband the the wedding situation got a little bum rushed. The job stuff helped accelerate it. It's a, you. We were joking about the honeymoon, but you know, you're the one who said our honeymoon was in a grain silo. Like you're indicating that that's not like the dream. Mm-hmm. And now you're moving to a different country the same year you got married. And um. Do you, do you, I hate to say, it, cause you just got married and, and you know, you're having your wedding celebration. I would feel like that might put some stress on things that you have to kind of look out for. Like 2020 was such a shit year for everybody. And, and you guys kind of got tossed into this maelstrom of life events. Do you worry about that?
1: Yeah. I think what I'm worried about, cause like we've talked about it is he and I, we've grown a lot together Like, And we've learned a lot of good lessons Like my partner is not my therapist Very important lesson any listeners Your partner is not your therapist mm-hmm. um,
0: Man, as someone who has often fallen into the trap Of being confused with a therapist Or being an armchair the therapist A little more than I should that, is, uh, that rings true That rings true in every way We'll be right back Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy okay everybody ads are over let's finish the phone call
1: very important lesson any listeners your partner is not your therapist Mm -hmm. um i think i'm just worried about codependency because we've done so much to like course correct on that and avoid that and When you're going to be quarantined, like hardcore cannot leave the room with someone for 10 days and then they're the only other person that really speaks English. I want to make sure that we're not going to regress into any sort of codependent thing because I want him to not feel like he's giving up everything for me. Like we're leaving friends behind. We're leaving. The, we we live in the house where he grew up, and oh wow, there's a lot that there's there's a lot of layers to everything we're leaving, and I I think I'm just worried about making sure that he gets to feel established because I I have a job. I'll have coworkers, and and he's worked from his home office this whole time. I I want him to feel like he can get some feet under him. And yeah. I think that's the hardest part is, is not projecting my own insecurities about the position onto him and like all that. And we, we've been pretty open about that, but it's also, you know, this is I mean, you just move, so you know, moving sucks. It's it's yeah. stressful, and it, it brings out all these raw emotions. And then when you're moving to somewhere where you know literally no one and can't communicate with anybody, there's like there's a fear there because I I want to stay married. We've been together for like six years, which like I know in the in the grand scheme of life isn't that long, but like we we thought we thought about getting married and we work to get married. And, and I don't want to throw all of the stress of, you know, we, we postponed a wedding that we planned because of a pandemic and then we rushed a wedding and now we're moving because we're moving across the ocean to like, it's a lot of stress for the first six months.
0: Yeah. And I'm wondering too, because you lay all that out and and I'm going, oh yeah, that, that is stress. And then a question, a basic question I should have asked like half an hour ago is I'm wondering if you know anybody else who's taken this leap, because I'm also sitting here connecting dots going, you're able to explore Germany, but only on the weekends. Is that going to preclude you from, you know, making German friends? I'm wondering if you know anybody who's done this, who's had advice on that? Because you're kind of an outsider in a couple ways.
1: Yeah. Um, So right now, no, I am the first, like, I'm obviously, like, emailing with the people at the school that I'm transitioning to. But apparently, I'm also going to be one of the youngest people there. Like, a lot of the people I'm emailing with, they're like, oh, and now I've been here for 20 years. And I'm in my late 20s. My husband's in his early 30s. Like, we're going to be much younger than a lot of the civilians on base, it sounds like. So like, I don't I don't know anyone in this position so I'm going to I'm going to work real hard to make friends right off the bat and like do all that but I don't know how quickly we can cuz right now the whole country is under lockdown too
0: <laughs> The more dots we put out there and the more I'm connecting them. I know this is this is a terrifying life change. Initially I was like, "Oh cool, oh, you get you get to go live in Germany. I hear I hear it's great." And now I'm going, "Wait a second. You and your husband have been in a pressure cooker of a year. It sounds like there's so much love there, excitement about adventure, but also maybe moving into an environment where it's impossible to develop other human connections in any sort of quick <laughs> way. Not only because of the cultural level, but because there's a disease. <laughs> How is this going to go?
1: I have no idea. And like, I was kind of joking with my husband when we found out the movers weren't coming today. I was like, screw it, I'll call. And it might just be nice to talk to someone for an hour about this because this is this is so much. And I just mean to like, because neither one of us really have the spoons to deal with this right now. We've just been powering on through and... Like, even my therapist joked, and this is like such a, a crappy joke, but I, I love my therapist and she's wonderful. She's like, I really hope with like the bipolar situation that you lean more towards manic on the time you move instead of the depressive oh, wow. <laughs> because you need to get through this. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. So I, I have been, it, it's been going, but it is.
0: So you're diagnosed bipolar is so as well. Not
1: normal. Yeah, so I have I have ooh I have a lot of things. I have a chronic pain illness. I have a PTSD, bipolar. We we got some things. Uh fibromyalgia, reflex neurovascular dystrophy. We got some stuff. Wow. wow. I am I am a complicated case.
0: Yeah, I want to take it back I so, think I think you and I uh, would not have been friends in high school only because yeah we would have seen too much of ourselves in the other and therefore not wanted to connect and have to deal with our issues. But then after high school, we would run into each other and realize that we should have been really tight friends. That's actually, I think, who we would have been if we grew up with each other.
1: Well, I also think like, those are probably the best friends anyway. I think so.
0: I think so. The friends who you, you grow into as you realize more and more. I'm kidding. I'm kidding around. Wow.
1: So this is, <laughs> This is wow. oh, yeah. what a huge I'm leap. Working on, <laughs> I'm working on making sure I can continue to get my my prescriptions over there mm-hmm, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: find a find some care for that because, like, the last thing you want to do is is backslide. Um, oh, especially ever. like after this year, it mental health for everyone this year has been hard, and like I've been. <sighs> I've, I'm like in a good spot. I, I, so I'm in a great spot. I'm properly medicated. My therapist and I are cool. Like everything's good. I just, anytime you're under stress and I just want to make sure I'm not backsliding.
0: Always. It's, uh, it's such a major concern. I've dealt with backsliding a bit this year and I'm, I'm, uh, remarkably stable compared to any other stretch in my life. And I still almost had to check myself out into the old Greystone, looking up Greystone Mental Hospital, yeah. New Jersey. And I'm not ashamed to tell you that, that I looked it up, said I might need to call them at some point this week. Backsliding, like you said. So I really do. I've been joking so much about you out there, but there's some pressure cooker elements. And uh, I'm happy to hear that yeah. you're you're researching how to stay on top of that ahead of time. Cause it could be such an amazing adventure and I hope it is also could be some isolating tough times, especially in the beginning. And uh, I'm glad to hear yeah. you're, you're trying to strategize around that because you know, I don't want, I don't want you being sad when you check out the chitty chitty bang bang location. I want you being happy.
1: I, I've, I want like, I want a flying car and I want to go there and it's going to be awesome. And so I need to, I need to stay around for that to happen. And I need to be well enough to remember it.
0: Now I have to tell you, I'm not particularly acquainted with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I don't know much about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang.
1: Oh, the first half sucks. The first half (laughs) is absolutely terrible. But I also have really bad opinions about musicals and movie musicals. Really? I, I'm not. I'm a horrible theater teacher, really. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I hate Mary Poppins. She's awful.
0: <laughs> I'm re-watching it with my son right now. We're halfway through. Oh. We're halfway through. We've watched oh, portions of it the last two nights. I, I tell you, I'm with you where I'm like, this movie's kind of insane looking back on it. But I will say, Julie Andrews is, is uh, a gem. And what Dick Van Dyke does in that movie is not easy. Oh,
1: no. No, I just, I, I want to, cl- I love Julie Andrews. I just think Mary Poppins, the character, is a bad person. It's Because it. she comes in, she talks about how awesome she is, then she drugs the children, and then denies it's the ever happened, and then she talks about how sad the woman with the birds is, and then does nothing to help her. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just pieces out at the end after, like, developing a relationship with these children. And she's like, now that we've had this bond, goodbye.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dick Van Dyke, I <laughs> believe. really sorry Mary... to ruin
1: this movie for a no, it's, uh,
0: Listen, there are a lot of, there's a lot of old movies that are quite concerning from the modern perspective, right? <laughs> a lot, a lot of things where you look back and go, wait a second, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. I, I mean, so many movies from the seventies. Like, have you watched The Graduate lately? Oh God! Have you watched The Graduate? No, I haven't.
1: So I haven't seen a lot of movies uh, that I should have seen. So I've actually never seen The Graduate, and now like I'm scared too because I'm hearing that a lot of these like awesome movies I should have seen just don't age well.
0: Well, there's these incredible. It's like incredibly well acted, and well directed, and I'm not going to spoil it for you, but and. Anyone who watches that movie by today's standards goes, oh, Dustin Hoffman's character is supposed to be the hero of this piece and is actually one of the most concerning villains that I've ever seen. (laughs) What is this? Leave this woman alone. Like, that's what you walk away with in 2021. (laughs) Dude, leave her alone. She said no. It's crazy. So I hope this
1: is on german netflix because i'm gonna want to watch a lot of movies when i get there and i can't leave yeah. so that'll go up at the top of the list and i'll see if he's if he's a true villain <laughs> it just it's just so concerning
0: yeah. it's just i just rewatched tootsie you ever see tootsie
1: no i i i remember it from like when blockbuster was the thing i always wanted to watch it and i never had it and saw.
0: now can i spoil this one for you because i I'm, i'll save the graduate for
1: you. oh absolutely
0: I just rewatched Tootsie and the premise of Tootsie is that a man who gets rejected by a woman dresses up as a woman and befriends her as a woman to gain her confidence through deception. And that's it. It's a comedy. I feel like...
1: I just want to call the cops on this woman's behalf right now.
0: And, a, and again, Dustin Hoffman, a lot of Dustin Hoffman roles. He, he really managed to nail things that are horror movies. <laughs> 70s comedies are 2020s horrors.
1: Oh, God. I, I know what I'm doing tonight. I, I need to because like...
0: Packing. It should be packing I, is what it should be.
1: Oh, I know it should be. We have so much crap and like so much more to take to goodwill. Oh God, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's I going to be keep great. telling myself that because it, it'll, it'll be, be fine.
0: And it's going to be the adventure of a <laughs> lifetime. And if there's people emailing you saying, I've kept this job for 30 years, that means it's a good job. And I have a friend, I believe it was my friend, Daniel Kitson, really brilliant English comedian who said... Apparently so many people in Europe are moving to Germany right now. And when he reaches out to his friends and says, how is it? It's infuriating because the answer is often something like, oh, it sucks. The people are too nice and the real estate's too cheap. And you hear about the art scene. You hear about um, people, you know, you hear about dark things too, but you also hear about people really, trying to be progressive thinkers. You hear about Germany being a country that has stepped up and tried to um, take in refugees. And I know there's people who, there's always going to be people who say that that's good and bad and how to handle it and everything, but they've tried and it's going to be the adventure of a lifetime. And it's going to have a lot of hard stretches, but um, you know, realistically, how often do you take a huge swing like this and walk away feeling like it wasn't worth taking the chance? Even if it's a disaster, I bet you come home and go, I've now lived more life. I never went past Pittsburgh, and now I've lived in Germany. I've lived more life. When do you ever regret living more life?
1: And like now's the time. And so that's, oh yeah, that's what we're hanging on to that like worst case scenario, worst case scenario, this becomes a really good story, and best case scenario, we have Strudel and Schnitzel and Gunther, and we live there forever and and that's the. <laughs> What's keeping us grounded yeah.
0: right now? Yeah. And you get to go and see a thing and do a thing. And we just lived through a year where you can't even go to the drugstore down at the end of the block without being scared. So when that lifts, it's time. It's time to take that gap year, go around the world, go backpacking in Vietnam, go become a teacher in Germany, see what it's like, go do everything. Be smart and be careful, but go do everything. Now's the time. It's the time, and you're doing it. And I feel excited for you. I feel inspired. You're going on a a grand adventure. Going on a grand adventure. (sighs) That has some some very concerning potential pitfalls, but nonetheless, the point stands.
1: You know what? It'll be be fine. It'll be fine. It will. Because in... In a month, it'll be normal. Yeah. In a month, it'll be normal.
0: And I'm sure you've thought about this long and hard, but it sounds like the main priority is you are in it with your husband. And as long as you make a real priority out of if it's good, we enjoy it together. And if it's bad, we get through it together. That seems to me to be the key of the whole thing, right? Nobody's blaming anybody else for taking the chance. If somebody does feel like it was a bad chance and and then you, just like you dis- you say, you discuss things with your students. I think as long as you give yourself that same leeway, especially with your husband, how can you ever regret yeah. an adventure like this? I want to go live in Germany. But instead I'm in New Jersey and I think, where like, I belong. <laughs> I
1: think like not to get too sappy with it, it really does help because like, I'm lucky. I'm one of the lucky ones that got to marry their best friend. So even if it was in the backyard, even if like, it it was a pretty awesome honeymoon in the grain shed. It was awesome. Um, but just, I'm lucky that he was like my friend first because I, I can be my whole self and that's what we need. You know, We're in it together. And, and I, I hope I belong there. I've, I've been, uh, not a new jersey person i i didn't priority pack my old bay so i'm a i'm a maryland lady
0: but i love <laughs> it baltimore is coming
1: just to get...
0: Baltimore's one of my favorite oh, God, places in the world it really is i
1: miss baltimore so much oh, yeah, I, I love baltimore and, and you I love got living that accent there.
0: you got that accent there's no t in the I, middle I, of that word
1: Oh, no, there isn't. There isn't. And, like, I've been trying to, like, train myself, but now it's Baltimore, it's Tuesday, like, the whole thing. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, I love it. What a oh, good town. I need this. What a good yeah. town. Oh. Now we got was, two minutes I was
1: static. so mad I couldn't see your last set. Oh, yep.
0: Can you believe it? Flew two by.
1: Minutes.
0: Oh, man. It's a good talk, too. I think so. And, and. Okay. <gasps> You said maybe we'll belong, but I'll remind you, one of the things about, because I've been told I'm bipolar, I've been told I'm not, who knows, but one of the things about people like us is we kind of never feel like we belong, but when you get older and wiser, you realize that that's maybe something that provides some freedom instead of some feelings of loneliness. So you might not ever feel like you belong, but that does, that just means you get to run a little wild and figure it out for yourself. That's one of the secret things they don't yeah. tell you about being sad for a lot of your life.
1: Yeah. And like, I've learned that kind of closure isn't a thing either. And yeah. so with this one, I'm, I'm trying to avoid wanting closure because it, It is what it is. And I, I just don't want to regret not having tried it, but I know that, you know, you're done dealing with emotions when you decide you're done dealing with it, when you decide you don't want to have to anymore. And so I'm, I know it's not real closure, but I am excited to not carry some of this stuff literally and figuratively anymore. And I, I don't want it to sound like I'm running. I, cause I'm, I'm not doing this cause I want to run. Like things are fine, but I'm excited for the freedom this brings and not feeling weighed down in any way or tied to anything.
0: I love it. I wish you nothing but mm-hmm. the best. I hope it goes well. Love to you and your husband and your German dogs. And I really hope this <laughs> is uh, something that you look back on with so much joy.
1: Thank you so much. Stay safe.
0: You too. Thank you so much to The Caller once again. I really, I, I can't wait for the follow-up on this one to see how it's going out there. Thank you to Anita Flores. Thank you to Jared O'Connell, to Jordan Allen, to Shell Shag, ChrisGeth.com. Hey, if you're listening, whatever platform you're on, they have some version of a subscribe or follow or favorite button. If you hit that, it really genuinely helps us so much. So thank you for doing that in advance. If you want our whole back catalog without ads? Go to stitcherpremium.com stories for more details. See you next time.